Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of A Community of Caring. And I am excited to introduce my guest today. She is the founder of HM2 Buck for Hope Foundation, Betty Buck. Betty, how are you today? I'm good. I know you are so busy. This foundation is fairly new and you do have your first upcoming event. So I know that this is very difficult to find the time. So again, I want to thank you so much for talking with us. And I want for people that don't know anything you know, about your foundation and you, first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I was born and raised here in Maryland. Um, I was supposed to be a beer distributor for my whole life. My dad started our company in 1946 in Upper Marlboro, and I ran it um, from 1985 until uh, I sold it in July of 2020. Oh, wow. I want to know a little bit about why you decided to sell your family business and start the HM2 Buck for Hope Foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about Danny's story? Yes. Unfortunately, my son um, took his life in April 29th of 2018, three years this year. No, 2019. I'm sorry. And he was a reason it's HM2. That was his rank. He was a Navy corpsman. And everybody that knew my son thought that was a rather odd occupation for him because he hated the sight of blood or needles. And as he explained to me, it was his own blood and needles that he didn't like. He loved being a Navy corpsman and taking care of Marines, Navy SEALs, anyone that needed help. And he did several different places in Europe with Afghanistan, Iraq, Italy, Japan. He loved his job very, very much. I got calls and letters from all over. And then unfortunately, he did a term in Japan And while he was on a boat there, he was assaulted by, sexually assaulted by three fellow seamen. And um, their rules are very different when you're in the service. It's basically, you're not supposed to tell anybody. And the assault people have as much rights as you do the victim. So Danny's options were he could stay where he was assaulted, or he could go back to his first duty station, which was San Diego, Camp Pendleton. He chose that, but you're not supposed to tell anybody, including your mother. So I didn't know that at the time. It was May of 2018, April of 2019. He FaceTimed me for five hours. I got his sisters on FaceTime. We got his friends at the door at his apartment in San Diego. We got the San Diego police there. But unfortunately, after five hours, Danny took his life. The one thing he asked of me was, not to let this go. He said, mom, when you believe in something, you're a force of nature. I need you to pick this up. And I need for people to stop losing sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters. This has to be brought to the forefront 
And if you look at what's happened in Fort Hood with the young people that are disappearing, that are being murdered, that it, it's not just the Navy, it's the Army, it's the Air Force, it's, it's in our academies right now. And people just haven't paid attention because they keep it quiet. It's a big secret until somebody says enough. And we have people like Amy Klobuchar in the Senate that has been yelling about this since 2003. And so you have people like me, and that's what Danny know. I know the, the political world and it has to start at the top. It has, people have to pay attention. So that's why I started this with Danny, because you have to, first of all, the public has to realize there's a problem because one person can make a difference by starting awareness. If you don't realize there's a problem, you can't make a change. And I went to San Diego for Danny's first memorial service. And when all of his friends that were in the service with him said, but Doc was the happiest person we knew. When we were down, he picked us up. None of them knew what had happened to him. And they were shocked. You have to tell the story. And that's what he wanted me to do. He wanted me to tell his story so people would pay attention to what happened to people like Danny, to the young lady that happened out in Fort Hood, to a lot of people right here in Annapolis at the Naval Academy. Do you realize in 2020, there were 19 rapes at the Naval Academy? Did you ever see that in the Capitol? No. Wow. I mean, listening to your story, it's, I'm sure anyone listening, it's not a dry eye. I'm a, a mom of three boys. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really sorry about what's happened. And so when you decided that you're working with your family business no longer kind of, you know, suited your life and you had an, a new kind of mission in life, which was to start this foundation. How did you envision it? Um, what, was, what was the first kind of steps into forming this foundation? I looked around to see what other people were doing. And there's a wonderful group um, that's called Protect Our Defenders. Okay. And they actually help pay for lawyers to defend the people that shouldn't need a defense, the people like Danny, the people that have been assaulted, because they have no one that speaks for them. There are groups like NCIS, but it's a very slow moving wheel that actually doesn't have much help. Because when you're assaulted in any of the services, you go to your commanding officer and they have the first right to say whether your case moves forward or not. Oh, and yeah. if they don't want it to move forward, it doesn't. That shouldn't be their right. You've been assaulted. You should have the right to speak. But it doesn't happen. And unfortunately, I heard the gun that took Danny's life in my office. And that's when I made the decision. I couldn't keep walking in them, into that building that I built. And so I reached out to protect our defenders. And they're amazing people, and they helped me a lot. And since I've started this, the phone calls, the emails I've gotten from other victims and listening to their stories, and some of them aren't just military. Some of them are wives and husbands of people in the military, but it was the commanding officer that did this to the spouses. And when you go talk to the commanding officer, the person that has to make the decision are they really going to turn themselves in? Right. I don't think so. So what are kind of the next steps into changing? 
right now, the Secretary of the Defense has already taken a lot of the next steps. And there also is a bill that had sat for way too long in the Armed Services Committee. It started in 2003, and every year it got killed. And oh, I'm so sorry. Let me get this phone off. It got killed every year in Armed Services Committee by a Democrat and a Republican that were very big on that committee. And it was to make change so that it didn't go through the commanding officer, but it would have actually an unbiased voice that would speak for the victim. Every year it got stopped. This year, some of the senators, um, Senator Hildebrand out of New Jersey and Senator Klobuchar found a way with some very strong politicians from the state of Maryland to put it in the budget that they needed to get passed for the military with some rather strong language so that in order for all of the budgeting that they need, this had to go through. So this year, for the first time, this bill is going through and there's some actual teeth to it that the generals have to have reports on the desk of the Secretary of Defense by December 31st, because they've had rules in place for years that they had to report true numbers of how many assaults, how many rapes, all of these things, but it's never been done because there was no reason they had no teeth. But now to get parts of budgets, these reports must be done by December 31st, plus plans on how to decrease the numbers how to change the rules and regulations. It's due by December 31st. If it's not in the government accounting office by then, there's another drop dead date of February 1st, 2022. If it's not by then, there's another cut to their budget. So there's actual teeth to these things that have been required for quite a while, but somehow never quite got done. Right. Now they have, they're motivated to do it. Right. So that's one huge step. Right. So how could, so say I'm, I'm listening and I, I want to be able to help your foundation. What do you need from people? First, we need people to understand there's a real problem and to hold people accountable. And we'd love to have more people support. Education is the first thing, because every time I talk to someone, they're absolutely shocked about what's really going on. And we need them to talk to their congressmen and their senators and make them understand that they now know there's a problem because the more elected officials realize that everybody's paying attention, they're going to start paying attention to these, these bills, these regulations, and they're going to hold everybody accountable. Because right now, if you just think about in the state of Maryland, how many bases we have here in this state, if we can hold the people just in the state of Maryland accountable for what goes on, and we have this amazing academy right here. Last year in the Baltimore Sun, they actually, and I have it right here on my desk, printed a story that said in all of the other academies in 2020, there were fewer rapes and assaults than the year before. And in the Naval Academy, there were only nine extra. And that was the verbiage, only nine extra. How can you be proud of that fact? How? But they were. As a mother, that's astounding. Right. If we can make a, just this little state 
our tiny state of Maryland, if we can make a change here, it could be a pebble in the ocean that could spread with all the bases from state to state. Nobody says you have to start huge, but start small. And if we can do it here, it can spread. Now, people that are listening, this is going to be a week after your event, but I want to talk a little bit about that. It's your first upcoming event. And what is your goals for that event? A lot of it is education. It's our first fundraiser. So we had to wait for COVID to die down a little. So I moved out of the family home of 20 years. So I am a big sports fanatic for, I'm sorry, I'll get in trouble for saying this, the Washington Redskins. Being born and raised in Prince George's County, I'm still a Redskin fan. So is my Um, husband. (laughs) It's okay. So I have a lot of sports paraphernalia that doesn't fit in my smaller home. And leaving the beer company, that was a 74-year-old beer company. I have a lot of beer things that most people can't get a hold of in regular life. So I have a lot of things to auction off to raise money for the foundation. And I don't take a salary. I bought a building in downtown Annapolis uh, for the foundation. I myself, and I'm renovating it because it is a beautifully historic building, but I was a little afraid that we might one day fall through the floor So it's being renovated at my expense. Um, We only have one employee that is extremely helpful because she keeps the books for me. That's not one of my strong suits, Um, but it is a charitable thing. So I'm paying all the expenses. So this money will go towards us continuing to help educate people. There are very strong rules with the IRS about where the money goes, and we stick to that 100%. But this will be our first fundraiser. And not only is it a fundraiser, it's a friend raiser. It's for people to come and find out who we really are, what we're really about, and why we're doing it. It's really an education thing. And I'm kind of hoping since, you know, the boat show will be over, the mess downtown will be over, people can actually park, (laughs) it'll be easier. Now, how often do you plan on having these events? Um, we're hoping that that will be an annual event. Uh, we're looking at doing a golf tournament. I'm trying to strong arm the Naval Academy to letting me use their, you know, golf course now that they've redone it. Um, we're looking at doing, uh, maybe a fun run. Um, I used to be a Longaberger basket salesperson as a sign job because I loved Longaberger baskets. So I know some ladies that love them, maybe a basket bingo. You know, my daughter uh, is on the uh, Lighthouse Shelter Board, and she is the queen of fundraisers. So I've strong-armed her into helping me come up with these. Um, It's a a family thing of my babysitter slash housekeeper of 40 years, Carol Harrison, that helped raise my children and now my grandchildren is on it. My son and my daughter, they're on it. So it's just um, the foundation is a labor of love. You're going to have so many fun events coming up that people can go onto your website and check out. And then can people donate straight on your website? Yes. Yes. It's hm2buckforhope.com. And it's a website that tells Danny's story. It 
Um, they can go and donate on it. We'd love to have absolutely anything anybody wants to donate, anything. Everything makes a difference. I was just on your website and I was looking at the stats that you have on there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Just so people understand. It is absolutely staggering. Um, The numbers change all the time. Truthfully, I'd rather they go look because sometimes for me, it's very emotional. It really is. Especially uh, just this week, I had a phone call from a young lady who her husband was on a Maryland base and he was a pilot that was about to be um, given a promotion. And it was last Christmas. They went to the Christmas party and she was raped by his commanding officer. And she went home and for a few days, she didn't tell her husband that her husband knew something was wrong. So they finally sat down and she finally told him what happened. And of course he went and he didn't go to his boss. He went to his boss's boss. He was transferred and demoted. Yeah. I'm like shocked. And she was beside herself because she had cost her husband his promotion and where he was sent was someplace that he's not going to be promoted. And it's because they told the truth. Mm -hmm. And those are the kind of things that are happening if you tell the truth. And so a lot of victims are scared to tell the truth. They just live with what happens to them and it needs to stop. And I think, you know, just, I don't know much, but I I do know that when a a mom is on a mission, you're kind of unstoppable. So I know Betty, that you're going to, you're going to make a lot of moves and and you're going to, you're going to make people be aware. You're going to educate. And I want to know kind of, so what do you see, how do you envision the foundation, you know, five, 10 years? What's your kind of dream thinking of your foundation? My dream is that we make enough noise that things truly change, that whatever it takes, whether it takes there to be a female or a general that has been raped, to be in charge, to understand, whatever it takes for someone of understanding to be in charge, to say, okay, enough is enough. Because it's just like right now in Fort Hood, there's an investigation ongoing because there are missing young people. And that is the largest army base in the United States. There are parents that have complained for two years. Their children have not been reported MIA. Their trunks are still at the foot of their beds. Their cars are still in the parking lots and they're missing. They haven't been able to get a hold of them. And they haven't been reported AOL. Okay. According to the records, they're still there. Somebody has to be in charge mm-hmm. that is finally fed up with reading the stats, with reading everything else. And my goal is that I can just be a little pebble in the pond that people get tired of walking on their shoes. And they say, okay, I'm tired of it. I used to be very involved here in Maryland politics for alcohol, and they understand what a pain I can be. And I know a lot of the politicians in Capitol Hill from the same adventures I used to do. Mm -hmm. I have no problem walking those halls and being a pain to their side. I can't wait. 
I have full faith that you will be able to do that. Now, I want to thank you so much for being on here. But before I let you go, is there anything that you know you still want to let people know that we haven't covered? I would just say, please pay attention. Please watch for signs. I've been involved here at AAMC Hospital. We built a brand new, beautiful mental health facility. Pay attention to suicide. You think people are doing just fine, but a lot of times they aren't. Please watch for the signs and help people get the help they need. If you see people that seem to be suffering, a lot of times people suffer in silence. If you see a change in their eating habits, if you see a change in them spending more time by themselves, if you see anything that you think seems off to them, please talk to them. Please pay attention to people, especially now with the end of COVID or people still suffering. Please make sure that you go that extra step. And if, even if you're at a park or if you're somewhere and you see people sitting by themselves, you'd be amazed. Just a kind smile and a hi, how are you doing today? truly could make a difference in someone's life. Just be that little bit of sunshine and you'd be amazed how much it would help. Yeah. I mean, that is true. I know that even when someone comes up that I don't know and they just say like, Hey, nice, nice shoes. You Like I like your shirt. It really makes your day. It does. So little kind gestures really do go a very long way. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Betty, for being on here. And I am really excited about your upcoming event. I know this is coming out a few days afterwards. So everyone that's listening, please go onto the website, check out the photos, see how much fun that they had and make sure to donate and get all of the information that you need to help spread awareness for this amazing foundation. So thank you again, Betty. Thank you. All right. Until next time, guys, thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or check out our website, trumancharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time.